Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hi, everyone. How are you? I hope you're well. And if you're not, at least you're here. So it has been ridiculously cold here in Sydney, Australia. It is like eight degrees Celsius every morning. And we've had the coldest winter night stretch in the last 54 years. And the issue is our houses are not built for the cold. It's because it's ridiculously hot in the summertime and now it's just freezing at night. So it's just, it's terrible. And given it is winter on my end of the world, I actually think it's a perfect time to discuss self-improvement, mainly because in other parts of the world, from what I see on like TikTok and social media, y'all are coming out of winter and all I'm seeing is get bikini buddy ready and you're all like hibernating and then you're coming out. And I feel like it's very similar to those New Year's resolutions where We list all these changes we want to make and then we end up not doing it. So I am all for self-improvement. However, I do think there is a massive fetishization of the movement and it 110% links in with my other episodes around perfectionism and workaholism. So with the rise of social media, I just see, you know, capitalism has taken self-improvement and gone with the wind and it's all about the hustle. I use this term a lot, but to me, the hustle is just always doing more because it's never enough, you know, making that money and the bar within society is always changing, including your own internal bar. And ultimately it's just never enough. And at the core of humanity, no one needs improvement. You might be thinking now, Michelle, no. (laughs) You do not know me. I am completely fucked. No, you are not. I used to think this as well, but it's actually complete bullshit. So look, personal development and self-improvement at its core are activities that develop or build upon a person's capabilities. Take me, for example. I am an analyst, but I'm also becoming a life coach. So I do need to expand on my skills and knowledge in order to become the coach that I want to be for myself and my clients. I don't actually think this is improvement. So if we take it even deeper, improvement is moving something from one state to another that is considered to be better. The key word being better. I'm a bit funny about this word because it's like, well, as if the original state wasn't enough already. And in this context, I'm talking about people. I am enough as an analyst or a life coach. Now, obviously, when we take this to objects and things, say a car, obviously a car with wheels that can move is an an improvement versus one that doesn't have wheels. Again, this also depends on the person's thought. Maybe the person is fine without having wheels for whatever reason. But I think the consensus would be, yeah, it has wheels. It can move. That's an improvement. The issue is we then apply improvement to very complex human beings, meatbags with complex human brains that have lots of neural pathways 
and hormones and electrical signals firing throughout their body and different thought patterns and code in their brains. And at the end of the day, it's just ultimately how you view improvement. I would say for a lot of us, it really is becoming better, getting to that new state, whether it be weight loss or that promotion. For me personally, I I don't even use the word improvement anymore. I just see it as like it's an expansion of skills. That's all it is. At the core, I am still worthy. I'm still valuable. Now, obviously, by saying that, I'm applying my own thoughts to what improvement means. But again, I'm still unlearning a lot of this stuff that has been taught to me by society. So I choose to kind of not use this word sometimes. I think one of the reasons being is self-improvement. It can almost be like this vacuumous hole. Like, I'm not enough. I need to do better in this area. Here, here, and here. And when you do improve and actually meet that goal, it still isn't enough. And in the society that we live in with capitalism, (laughs) you know how many times I actually had to stop and re-record that? And just the general idea of like selling stuff to people, it feeds off our insecurities. So for women especially, for example, they sell makeup to make you look more youthful and aging products to get rid of those wrinkles because aging is bad or weight loss products because you're not enough and you need to be this size. And I think I also see in the general self-improvement area, I see this as well, like the 5am club. At its core, self-improvement is really about setting a goal and you want to get to that new state, whether it be, you know, a career, etc., that is amazing. And look, I do love that, but also in a society where we are taught it is not enough, I also see at its core just hitting those insecurities around not being enough. Like people share this shit all the time at work. Like An article around, like I just said, people waking up at 5 a.m. each morning are more successful and the habits that they do. To me, that's just improvement porn. That's what it is. It's, It's porn for improving yourself. And we're constantly comparing ourselves to those other people who are better than us and more successful. And if we only did those things, then we could make it and we could be that person. And there are no issues in striving for your goals and dreams. But you're not going to feel better when you have $500 million or do those marathons or become a CEO because you're not okay and happy with yourself now. At this moment, you do not like yourself. Remember, it's our thoughts that cause our feelings. You just think being in that new state, having that money, etc., will make those thoughts stop. It won't. I fucking tried. (laughs) I've earned more money. I've been promoted. I even lost 10 kilos. I still wasn't happy. I'm also implying that you don't like yourself, but you know, I'm taking that as like a general concept here that if you are like me around the whole self-improvement movement, you're kind of like, ah, maybe, maybe I don't actually like myself that much. And I kind of want to change this. That's why I'm listening to this podcast. Now, some people might say, well, it's this, you know, need to improve and compare ourselves, you know, that's the drive. Like if I didn't have that, I wouldn't do anything. 
That's like whipping yourself at each step of the way. And then at that point, you get to that thing and then the bar's changed and you're like, meh, who cares? Doesn't matter. The bar's new- bar has moved now. I got to do it all over again. Like say your friend gets promoted. Would you be like, oh, well, you're still just a senior manager and you're not actually making that much money. And are you sure you really earned that promotion? Like, like, no, you, you would be so happy for them. You would know that they deserve it. So why the fuck are you doing it to yourself? That's because we're setting these ridiculously high standards and we just keep changing them. Like, I would encourage you to ask yourself, why do I need to improve in this area? Do a thought download and just keep asking yourself why. You'll see the root reason, which is typically something like, I'm a failure, I'm not good enough, I should be here, etc. It's actually a maladaptive trap to keep you stuck. It is so mean, so mean to be that way to ourselves. No one, and I mean this, no one needs improving. No one needs to idolize people who wake up at 5am and earn a lot of money. If you want to, that is fine, but do not use it to fucking whip yourself and shame yourself for not being there. Like think of an animal, like a dog. We're not like, well, my dog hasn't made me any money and it hasn't contributed to the house and it's just pooped on my carpet. We value the animal purely for existing and being cute. If anything, logistically speaking, the animal is actually a burden. Like it gets sick, you have to pay money for it. They have a relatively short lifespan. It's not necessarily going to add something to society in a way, but yet we still love them and we still have pets and we would do absolutely anything for them. And they bring a lot of joy into our lives and, you know, they poop on the carpet. (laughs) Humans are the ones that apply value to things and people, including what level a person should be at. So you might say, if we're not improving, we're mooching off society. We'd just be lazy and do nothing. I honestly think the opposite would happen. When I was super stressed at work with everything going on in my life, yes, all I wanted to do was live in bed for days. Purely because of pure exhaustion, other things going on in my life, and continuing to push myself, i.e. whip myself, to keep going, and also try to improve myself whilst my grandfather was sick, etc. Once I found this work and I started to create a balance for myself, I started to rest, get back to normality and feel balanced. I ended up wanting to take on so much more, more at work, projects that were going to stretch me into becoming a manager and becoming a life coach. And not because I wanted to prove something to myself, but because it would be fun. Like if we're coming from a place of love and self-compassion versus needing to be better, my God, it's a whole different experience for us. I can sit here and say, I am amazing at my corporate job and still accept that I'm always learning and that it's not possible to know everything. Like, I would not be here where I am now if I was mad at myself. And recently, this old thought pattern did come back. And I was thinking, you know, I'm not doing enough in you know, my life coaching business, etc. 
ended up doing a model, working with my own coach, and it's just the same mental drama to keep me stuck. If I'm coming from a place of scarcity and fear, and this isn't enough, it typically caused feelings of anxiety, actions such as buffering or rushing, and the results I was getting, well, you know, crap, I don't have enough time, or this isn't good enough, etc. Versus what I actually wanted to do was give myself self-compassion because I was sick with gastro. (laughs) And I wanted to rest. I wanted to say, yeah, I do have time. I wanted to come from a different headspace. Like feeling calm allows me to make more informed decision. And the results are, I guess, better quality work that are actually done faster anyway. Like you can still get work done in that state. Because again, it all comes down to our thoughts. But what I actually wanted to do at the core was record one episode, then take a nap. And then just play video games for the rest of the day. But I didn't. I tried to record more, ended up feeling stressed, etc. I think as part of the self-improvement movement, what we actually need is self-compassion and having your own back, believing you are fucking worthy and valuable purely for existing. Just you being you with your brain and your thought patterns, etc., You are valuable. You are unique. You could play video games all fucking day or be the CEO of a company. Both people are inherently valuable. They have the same value. No one is better than the other. That might sound weird to others and also maybe a little bit selfish because, again, we apply value from our thoughts as to what people should achieve and where they are in a status. But when we are in this mindset of I am not enough, we're actually so fucking selfish and so self-involved in how we are presenting and what we're doing. Because really the actions we're taking in this mindset is to potentially please others' expectations, whether it be, you know, our family, our friends, our parents, society, or avoid a certain emotion or feeling, and then try to create that feeling through achieving that new outcome it's like you're people pleasing for others but not for yourself and that's ultimately just selfish like why are we so involved with ourselves and comparing ourselves to others trying to benchmark ourselves against an imaginary score that is what i see at the moment the self-improvement movement is versus saying you're important no matter what decision you fucking choose it's just coming from a completely different place Again, I'm not telling you how to think. Ultimately, if this serves you, the typical, you know, what I'm talking about, self-improvement movement, if that works for you, go ahead, keep going. You know, I got a degree, worked part-time, literally coming from a scarcity mindset, trying to meet expectations of like other people and messages that I absorbed. And I've done really well for myself. But looking back, I was just so mean along the journey and it was exhausting. It just wasn't enough, whatever I did. And then when I would talk to people, they would be so shocked. They'd be like, oh my God, you're doing uni, you're working part-time, you already got a corporate job, like this is amazing. And in my head, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about because I am just no, I should be way up here and doing so much more. Whereas now I'm so kind to myself, not all the time. It's, you know, I'm still learning, right? But it's just such a nicer journey to be on. And I definitely wouldn't be a life coach right now if I was coming from this really scarce, mean place. 
And I've touched on this a little bit with around self-compassion. This is actually going to link in really well with my next episode, which goes into this in more detail. But in short, if you are nicer to yourself, you will you will get stuff done. Like you will do things. Humans inherently, I believe, want to contribute and do things. And it's just coming from a much better place versus this typical pressure and pushing and just creating a harder experience for ourselves. And for some of us, it can be really draining. Like you're just over it. You're over wanting more for yourself all the time. And it really is about accepting yourself for who you are now, because you really are enough. You do not need to lose more weight. You do not need to earn more money. You do not need to do more parental stuff. You are fucking enough. And a little secret, if you are loving yourself, you're actually not going to be taking constructive criticism so badly, nor will you ignore it because it's coming from a different place. If you're comparing yourself all the time and you think you're not enough, you will hear bad feedback as an attack on you as a person. Your limbic system may flare up and think it's been exiled from the tribe. I hear so many people say, I got really, really good feedback and then I got this one piece of like negative constructive feedback at the end and that's all they focus on. And then really their limbic system is just going off and they think they're going to die, they're going to get fired, etc. Which was me. And look, it still flares up for me sometimes. Look, first of all, people's thoughts and models are completely different. What one person says about improving A on yourself, another person could think that's fine. And it's actually B you needed to focus on and improve on. Again, everyone is subjective. And I hear feedback Now, sometimes it does cause my limbic system to flare up a little bit, but I just sit with those emotions and I'm like, okay, this is just an area for me to expand on. I'm still fucking amazing at what I'm doing. And what I'm doing right now is I'm refining and I'm honing in on something. So my corporate world, I'm taking on more challenging projects that is extending me to become a manager. I can hate myself when I get negative feedback or I can give myself fucking self-compassion and say, hey, Michelle, you're still learning and growing. If anything, this is a good thing. This means you're doing the thing. You're doing the thing that is challenging yourself. You're getting that feedback. And now it's just like, okay, where do we go from here? Am I going to wallow in self-pity or am I going to take it and just go with it and also know that this isn't a reflection of my value or me as a person. And again, you can like, look, you can choose how to think. You can choose if you want to take it or not. Ultimately, everyone, everyone is subjective. Like the way I view it, it's say if I wanted to build a car, if I want to go build a car, I need to learn how the engine works, how to put the pieces together, the pistons and all that shit. I'm learning a new skill. I see that so objectively because I could not give two shits about cars. I'm not taking it personally if someone said to me, hey, Michelle, the wheels don't fit fit properly. You need to do this, this, and this. Because I'm not making that feedback mean anything about me. Whereas a job or areas we are so invested in, we get so hurt 
because ultimately what that comment or feedback is saying is confirming our negative beliefs around you are not good enough. Like I used to shame myself so much for, I remember years ago, the first time learning SQL and code, I was just comparing myself to everyone else in the team who had been doing it for fucking years and expecting to just know it automatically. That was so painful for me. When you are learning something new, it's going to take time. You're going to make mistakes. If you are making mistakes, that's probably a fucking good thing because you're learning from it. And now it's like I am competent at certain languages in code. But I see so many people who mean make it mean so much about them when like new people come in and they're still learning things and they're like, oh, it's like I'm not doing the thing at your level, therefore I am shit. And I'm like, what? You don't even know how to do the thing. (laughs) You're still learning. That's fine. How can you expect yourself to do that? It's like the example I gave around the marathon. You're like, I want to run a kilometer. And what I'm seeing is I want to run a hundred kilometers. I've never run properly in a lot in my life. And I don't want to eat or drink anything. And I also want to do it on the moon. It's like the bar is set so high. It comes back to that stuff around perfectionism, etc. Now I want to get people to a place and I'm at that place as well, where look, yes, I still get those thoughts from time to time. And I have areas that are harder than others. Like for me, that's weight. But at my core, I am fucking good enough for just being on this earth and for me being Michelle. And where I go to from here is up to me. Now, you might also be thinking, isn't coaching about self-improvement? I would say no. And it also depends on the coach. I'm about whatever you want to fucking be. If you just want a work-life balance and to love yourself that this is enough, then that's fine. For me, coaching is about helping the client understand your thoughts and how it impacts your life, including the ones about yourself and the emotion associated with hating oneself. It's actually just sensations in the body. You're not going to die. It's just having a slightly better human experience. It's like we aren't taught how to manage our minds and this is the roadmap and the tools to make it that a little bit better. It's not a cure. You're you're still going to think these thoughts. You're still going to feel this stuff sometimes, but you can see objectively how your thoughts are impacting you and that just by letting your emotions be, you're actually taking so much more emotional and mental drama away. And that is another key reason why I am doing this work and becoming a coach because so many people hate themselves. Whereas what I see in my clients and even my colleagues at work is amazing, rich lives that are so cool and so many smart people doing awesome things. Remember, you can still do a lot with a half-managed mind. And even if you're whipping yourself along the way, But I want you to appreciate and realize you can still achieve big dreams or just be where you want to be at and be kind to yourself. It's like you guys are wearing sometimes these negative glasses. And when I look at it objectively, I'm like, no, 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 you are doing amazing things. You are perfect the way you are right now. And why not just have that self-compassion for yourself? Why not just have that now? Why not take that emotional drama? Okay. Well, have some more self-compassion, everybody. You don't need improving. You're good as you are. Hey, 
Are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five day challenge, how to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix. That's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.